Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, it's a very, very busy show. We're going to be looking back over the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship uh, results from week one. We'll be previewing week two. We'll also be handing out our awards. Um, it's the Kiko Sports Team of the Week Award for week one. We have the Cavan Crystal Hotel Player of the Week and we also have our DT1 Menswear uh, top scorer uh, for week one so plenty of awards to to go out um, we'll be at some stage we will get a chance to look back on the Cavan on the 16s um, victory in the Jerry Riley tournament um, but we'll be doing that over in the diehard service where we've had a very busy week uh, we previewed the senior championship with Eddie the expert and Paul Fitzpatrick and myself it's a nice long one so you need um, maybe a flask of tea and a packet of biscuits because there's as in-depth a club championship preview as you'll come across in the country um, to get through to listen on that one. We also looked back over the weekend's action of last weekend in the Intermediate McAvoy Super Value Virginia Intermediate Football Championship. Uh, we had Aideen Kyle on for all of the ladies' action in the three championships there as well. We had your talking points and um, I think that's about it. Me, myself and Paul didn't even really have an argument, but I... I'm going to throw something at you, Paul. I was driving, Paul Fitzpatrick obviously joins me from the anglo Celt. I was driving from the Drumley Red Hills game on Friday night and I wanted to see, is it worth my while going in to catch the last 10 minutes of Den against um, Templeport? So I take out my phone in the car while I was parked, obviously. I wouldn't do it while I'm driving. Yeah. But anyway. Turn, but, turn the, you turn down Garrett Brooks so you can concentrate. Yeah, although we did explain that I'm 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 in a limp biscuit uh, sort of a mode at the minute listening to Roland, which is definitely going to be a team tune for next week's podcast. Um, but I take out my phone and I I I put in TW into the search and to go towards Twitter, and it didn't come up, and I thought to myself, Jesus, what the hell? What's wrong with my phone? And I put it in again. I was going, oh, did I delete the app? Did I delete Twitter? Did this happen to anybody else? Yeah. Did, did it happen to you too? About, about 500 million users. It, cha- it changed to X. It was unbelievable. It, it took me until I was in Brefney and I was going, damn it, like, what? how did I get rid of Twitter? I use Twitter all the time. Like, why would I delete Twitter? And eventually I was in Brefney and went, oh, it's that prick is after changing the name of Twitter. <laughs> it done my head in for 20 minutes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my little rant on, on <laughs> Elon Musk and his X. Little does Elon Musk know he's having an effect on that. Looking to catch the last 10 minutes of Den and Port. Little. 
little does he know he's met an enemy for life. And he, <laughs> and I tell you one thing, he is going to lose this one. <laughs> so he is. <laughs> Forget about him doing a cage fight with uh, with with uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> he's he's dead when I see him. If he comes to Cavan, I'm going to meet him in the old Abbey, and and and, and we'll we'll go toe to toe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it it it, t- it took twenty minutes of baffle in my head that that I'm never getting back. Um, let's get into it. Last weekend's action in the um, Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship. Um, Thursday night, I think you were you were out watching. Uh, which game was on Thursday night? Um, me screen is frozen here. And to, um, the first round, the first round of it was in the Junior Championship. What? Why is frozen as well, David? You were out. Well, I know I was. I we'll start off with Drummer Red Hills, um. While I while I get my oh, no, Brian, no, Brian and uh, and um, Kill was the first game that was on Thursday evening. Mola, I'm sorry, is it was was that the tone that was set for the weekend? Because I I'm going to christen that first weekend of of club championship the Black Death because I seen more mass defenses back in. Uh, that weekend than I've seen in a long, long time. And yeah. Kill put down a mass defence, it's fair to say. Ah, uh, well, Kill put down, uh, like, I, I don't know what's blacker than black, you know. Don't <laughs> you split the atom and if it, 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 it releases all this nuclear stuff. That's kind of what Kill were at there. Like, I was talking to someone who was at the game, he said, it didn't bring everyone back behind the 45. And I said, all right, I heard different. He said, no, no, everyone was back behind the 35. <laughs> It was. It was. Okay, look, this is this is our second run through on this pod because myself and Eddie did the junior pod yesterday. and didn't record, so uh, I let you out for one day. <laughs> I'm I'm saying certain things, and I'm thinking I've said this on a pod before, and I think maybe it, maybe it was one that, the pod that never aired. Um, but yeah, look, this was just a tricky a tricky game for for an upright to have to negotiate. Kill just packed that defense. Really did pack it. Um, and they did keep not, not bright honest and very little in the game. I don't I think there was maybe no score for twelve minutes, but not bright were very patient. They just I think they knew like um we're not Kill are not gonna be able to penetrate us for many scores. We're just gonna have to be patient and we pick off the scores and probably superior fitness would pull through at the end. And that's exactly what happened. Lorcan Riley scored a lot from freeze and they'll be very pleased that the fellas they brought on played well too. So uh, Paddy Smith came on and scored immediately. Shawnee Barnes came on and scored immediately. Ben Mulvey came on and scored. And um, a good spread of scores around mm-hmm. the team. So, look, mission accomplished. Low key game. Kill. They just probably wanted to keep it respectable. There's a, I don't know, there's an element of just um, caution there when they're playing these big boys. So, uh, yeah, just a straightforward win for uh, not bright, really. I suppose uh, I was putting the blame on. on you for uh for kills tactics um people a lot of people were commenting about oh god like they didn't try to come out and play they just tried to cur- curtail the the knockbride attack and i was saying well that's because Paul Patrick is telling everybody that that nobody can beat these two teams because they should be senior championship teams and yeah. <laughs> see a prof- a prophet's never appreciated his own land like i'm only i'm only speaking the truth here i'm speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking truth to power <laughs> it's it's one of those ones. I I I can't blame any team for setting up tactically, uh, you know, whatever way they want. I, I and and Killer perfectly entitled to go out and play whatever way they they desire. Um, my my problem with it though is 
when you only score three points, you're never going to win a game. I, I, I don't think three points is, has won a game since, I don't know, way back in the 20s, maybe. You know, it, it, it's one of those situations that you've got to have that other part of the game right as well. Your counter-attack has to be really good. So, um, unfortunately, it looks like Kill's counter-attack didn't really get going. They got three points. Two of them came from freeze. Uh, one from open play, so it just wasn't um, it wasn't the 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 full of a plan. It, maybe defensively, keeping Knockbride the thirteen points probably isn't that bad. You know that that's all right on on it because that Knockbride forward line has the capability of hitting the the high teens to to early twenties in games in this junior championship. Um, but you know you've got to get that counter attack right and kill just. Obviously, didn't at the weekend. So the worrying thing, Damien, for the the, the chasing pack in junior is that Kill and Montreal Connacht, on what we've seen the last couple of years, they're they're solid top eight teams in the junior. They're not the minnows at the bottom of it. And Montreal Connacht have done a lot of bodies, but Montreal Connacht did beat them group with five points in the league. You know, Kill Kill are in the mix there in the league. Uh, should have probably made the semis. They'd be disappointed they lost by a point to to Drong in the last game which knocked them out of making the semis. So it's not a thing that they're playing against the really low-ranked teams who have been stuck in the bottom of junior for years. These are the progressive teams. Um, so it's mm-hmm. going to, that junior championship is going to get ugly. And by the end of that championship, you're going to be agreeing with me because that Knockbride and Arva are going to win by as much as they want against everyone they play, with the possible exception of Martin Nugent, because we don't know how good they are. They'll be, be interesting to see, but I think... It's going to, there's going to be a lot of ugly scorelines. Yeah, yeah. Look, you you could be right. You could be right. It's um, I think I think they are two very strong junior teams. All right, there's no doubt about that. Um, but let me not get back into that one again. No, that was no, no, that was no, done. Okay. It's over. It's done. It's done. I won it. Okay, Bar against Kilishandra, uh, in St Aidan's Park. Bar winning by by two points. Um. Not not that or sorry, but three points, twelve points to nine. Not that straightforward, um, for Swanland Bar, but they um there seems to be a little bit of positivity around Swanland Bar at the moment. They're they're making progress. Yeah, we'll, we'll run through these ones quickly, Damon, because we've got to get through this morning. Um, Swat, I think Swat are, are one of the most improved teams in the county. Like they were coming from a low base in the last couple of years, so like there was there was a lot of scope for improvement there. But in fairness, they have come on a lot. They finished, I think, sixth in Division Three. Um, there were seven points to one up here against against Kilishander. In fairness to Kilishander, they came back into the game very well. It was five one at one stage. Kilishander then they stretched out to seven one. Kilishander came back with a, with a, um with a few good scores and had a goal chance near the end. Tomas O'Reilly, that great that great uh, stalwart for Kilishander over over mm. the years. Um, he had a chance where he jumped up and flicked the ball first time, but but Jerry Scotland saved it well. Um, so a late score from Damien Higgins was the final effort from Kilishanda, but at that stage the game was beyond them. So on the squad team, what they have now is is a bit of firepower which they haven't had in a while. Like they were relying on Rory Corn, but this year now they've got they've got Jerry Klein. Obviously they've got Kian McGovern, who's who's a I saw him playing underage and he's a very skillful player. And the interesting one is they've got Cahill McCrean, who's a former Leitrim senior, uh, albeit a goalkeeper. I don't know if he played outfield for Leitrim, but he was a Leitrim senior goalie, I know, for definite. He's about 37 and he transferred in um, a couple of weeks before the championship. Yeah, on the 26th of June. 
Yeah, yeah. So I like that, you know. I I like that a little bit of maneuver there. <laughs> I so why not? That says to me, these are, these lads are putting their best foot forward in this championship. I, yeah. I, prefer, I prefer that to you know maybe just a little bit of a little bit of. Not gonna say skullduggery, but it's a, the fullest bit of a stroke there, possibly. But sure, why not? Like it's, champ, it's championship stuff. It's better than than an apathy or or not even being bothered trying to get the best team you can get. I think that's. I think fair play to Swad. They're after improving. Brefton McCarran's the captain of the team this year. He scored two points. Um, but we can't say without without just being gratuitously insulting of Kilishandra or whatever. We we have to say Kilishandra are kind of a generational low there at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. They just look, that's it's, that's the way of it with country club. I know it's a term, but it's still a rural club and things, things are cyclical and they're just at the bottom of that cycle at the minute. But that's it. That's it. Darren, Darren O'Hanlon with three points, Keane Sweeney with a point, Owen Brady with, with three points. Owen Brady's usually very good on freeze, and then Damien Higgins with the other two for, for Kilishandra. Um but th- that's I think if, if Kilishandra hold that fifteen together, like Joe Masterson's good in goals. They they they'll actually pick up. They'll definitely pick up wins. Um, yeah, they should. They should. should, 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 should be. be all right. And for for Swanland Bar on McCrane, I I I just think it was a statement of intent, and I like statements of intent. I, you know, I I think why not? Why not go and put out these statements that yeah we're going for this, and that's what that was. And I, I have to say I I admire. It. I think it was a great call. So, um, okay, on then to Friday evening, drunk against. Um, Mahara, big big win for Drung here. One sixteen they put up, um, against Mahara six points, and albeit on the backdrop that, as we um predicted, they didn't have the O'Reilly brothers or Riley brothers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't. In fairness, um, it was a good win for Drung because Mahara do have their best team that they've had now in a good, in a good while, um, so they'll be very happy to, to go over the line because. There's pressure on there, like, but they they came out flying and and uh, they they had the wind in the first half, and that was key. And they just got a bit of confidence, got some early scores, and they ran up a good lead. And uh, I think it was one nine, one nine to a point coming up to half time. Namara pu- pushed hard in the second half, but and they had a couple of um goal chances, but Francis Hughes saved them well. So. What more can you say? Drum much the better side and we'll be happy that they had a good spread of scores as well. Um, Declan McAtee got four points and Gary Waters got 1-1 but I think it's six or seven other lads chipping in with a point here and there. Um, uh, so so that um, good performance by Drum. Good tally put up as well and it, it'll be good to see now Kamara keep at it because motivation would have been sky high when they were getting close to getting results in the league and then they were getting results in the league so now you're they're in a familiar spot, which is taking a heavy defeat in the first round of the championship. So this is a big test of Mahers Mahers credentials now and seeking to bounce back from this because there is that shield this year. So you know that's that's a realistic goal for for teams who don't make the quarters. So, um, but yeah, a good win for Drum. Yeah, completely, completely agree. Um, next up then it was Red Hills against Drummolly in Butler's Bridge, um. Draw game here, two goals and seven to 13 points at half time. It was two goals and three to Red Hills, six points to uh, Drummolee. Again, this this was the the second game, I think, of the weekend that I see. Sorry, no, it was the first game of the weekend that I seen that had the, the black dead out. Um, Red Hills, ultra defensive. Um, 
once Drumley had possession of the ball, it was torn, get to the 45 and and set up a wall of of Red Hills jerseys across that 45 meter line. Um but the tactic worked because they they got the draw out of it and possibly depending on what side you'd sit on it, they could have got a win out of it. Red Hills very aggrieved with with the refereeing um of it. I I can I can see where they're coming from. Um now I think they may have slightly overreacted, but I can I can see where their grievances came with it. Drumley should have been given a black card in the first minute. Um, then maybe seven eight minutes later, a Red Hills man should have been given a black card, but but wasn't given it. Um, so then what happened an awful lot with with Red Hills was that because they had so many bodies inside the forty five meter line, inevitably once the ball was brought into that area somebody put a hand where a hand shouldn't be and you know the, the the free was awarded there were soft frees but there were frees there were fouls at the end of the day in in the majority of cases and then the red hills lads because they were set up to try to curtail um the the opposition they were getting frustrated when the frees were being given and it it's kind of spiraled but if Drummond look at it I think I had down to Drummley missed one thirteen or something like that. You know, they they had they had more than enough chances to win this game, maybe twice over compared to Red Hills missed opportunities, tallied four wides, um, a forty five to drop short and one drop short from open play, and one missed goal chance, um, compared to to Drummley who sorry actually had three missed goal chances. Now that I'm just looking at my notes here, um. They missed the mark. They missed the free. They missed the forty-five. They dropped the short, uh, free short. They hit the post with a free. You know, too many chances, um, missed for for Drumley to deserve the win here. So I think actually a draw was a fair result in the end. The goals, uh, coming from Sean Martin, it was a really good flick on in the middle of the field off a Red Hills kick out. Poor defending by Drumley, really. That was their second goal. Sean Martin finished really well, um, and he wasn't in the game that that overly much. Sean Martin, but when the moment came, he showed his ability and, and, and finished brilliantly past Dean Carroll. Paul Martin um scored the or sorry, uh Porrick Smith scored the first goal again off a Red Hills kick out. Cormac Brides with a flick on. Cormac Brides had a really good game in the middle of the field here, and he actually got Red Hills's equalizing point two minutes into injury time outside of the right boot. Um long range effort. It was a class, class point to be fair. And he was after going off and coming back on with a blood injury. I'm not sure exactly where the blood was, but um, it was kind yeah. of a, a Thomas Gallagher performance by Cormac Brides, really, to be honest. Well, Cormac's the first cousin of mine, but uh, I, I was told that... I'll not hold uh, it against him. <laughs> I was told Geraldine West is, is um, a Red Hills woman and uh, her, her sons, Kieran and Pierce, would have been great players for Red Hills, but mm. Geraldine has, has the cure of the bleeding. I don't know if you're into these cures. And Actually, they were mentioning that in the crowd. Yeah, so I think Geraldine did the cure of the bleeding on Cormac, uh, and I and he came back on. Like it's unreal. Like, like the I, I don't know what it's like ever else in the county, but like I remember it has to be a few people with cures. Like and, and people definitely believe in it, and uh, yeah. very popular. Like and um, and I know it, it goes on in other places as well. So I, I remember once my brother was telling me he was talking to this girl from South Kerry. And he mentioned like get, oh, get how to get the cure to spray, and she was actually a nurse's girl. She was like, "What are you on about?" 
and they had never heard of it. So the, the cures is, is really big in Cav and Monaghan Leitrim. You know, he actually survives in certain pockets. That's not an nationwide thing. Really? Yeah, so it's a really, really interesting thing. I remember doing a column about it one time. It's The whole notion of the cures is very interesting. And a lot of them can be traced back to one medieval textbook, um, some Italian textbook, uh, which survived and suggested all these these ways that you might staunch the bleeding or you might do this or that. And uh, yeah, You have to be like the seventh son of the seventh son, this sort of stuff. Well, I think, yeah, but some of that, I think some of that stuff's probably added on. A lot of the stuff, like the cure of the the whooping cough and stuff like that, mm. you have to go back three days in a row. And sometimes these things have run, like, let's say, for example, shingles. Uh, it takes three days for symptoms of shingles to show. Then you have them for three days and they're gone in three days. That's how, that, that's how shingles tends to work. It takes nine days to run its course. By the time you see the symptoms of shingles, you're, it's, you've had it for three days so after a day or two then you go to the local man for the cure Jesus your shingles have gone away but like then you're on the sixth day and they're going away anyway that's part of it too but I, I'm not going to disparage it because a lot of people swear by it but anyway I just I thought that was a really interesting little little uh, segue yeah. about the cure and Ger- Gerline has that cure of the, of the bleeding and, and has, has had a lot of people with it yeah well actually you refreshed my memory because somebody beside me I, I could hear them saying oh there's Geraldine or there's she's given them the cure. She has the cure to bleed. And there must have been a physio as well or whatever, but they were putting cotton wool up his nose to, to stop the bleeding. Um, but he was back on within definitely within three, four minutes. So yeah. well, I, 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 I don't suffer from nosebleeds, but I know people who do and they're very, very hard to stop. Well, this one this one did stop. Well, um, I tell you mad one like like so, like some of this stuff is mad. Like I have heard of these <clears throat> these cures working on animals, and people are going to listen to this and say that's that's mental. But I'm I have coincidence, call it coincidence, call it whatever you want. Um, but it's a really I just find it a fascinating topic. But uh, yeah, I wasn't talking to Cormac, but the bleeding got stopped then, anyway, and he then he kicked the equalizer. So um, fair play to him. Yeah, and the referee thing, Red Hills that supporters now they, they can be hard on referees. And the funny thing is, Red Hills. Have no referees and haven't had that in a long time, to the best of my knowledge. Mm. Uh, but Gumley have been the last Gumley and, and Jerry West as well. Jerry West. Jerry, um, rest them. Yeah. They would they would have they would have been referees for the club for years, but um no uh Red Hills are can tend to be a wee bit harder than refs now. Yeah, yeah. Look at I, again, as I said, some of the grievances I can understand, um and and but May have just gone a wee bit too far, um, or 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 just overreacted a wee bit. I don't think they done it, and that that was that was on toward to be honest. Uh, but anyway, so both Drumley Red Hills start off with a draw. For, for, sorry, from Drumley's point of view, very quickly, Key and Bourne was the top scorer with seven points, uh, five from free. Sean O'Kane hit three frees, and then Mickey Brennan with two uh, free and a forty-five. Uh, one of them a very long range. Um, effort and then it was Andy Fallon with uh, with a point from open play for for Red Hills as I said the two goals came from Sean Martin and Porrick Smith with Cormac Brides, uh, Jack Dunn and Paul Martin getting the the other points. So, um, I think both sides will look at it and say thirteen points or two seven 
not high enough scoring to to really have an impact on this championship. So they'll be both trying to improve on that the next day out. Um, Corley against Mount Nugent. Mount Nugent with a, a, a big statement here as well. Five goals and 11 to one goal and 12. That's a really good win for Mount Nugent. Um, we've seen last year Corley can be quite sticky. Um, I think it was Arva that gave real problems to down down that end of the county. Um, I can't remember where the game was, but Corley last year could be very sticky, but Mount Nugent made little work of it this, this weekend. Yeah, look, we have to be fair about it. We gave Corley a lot of praise last year. Um, and if we weren't if we weren't to say they've gone backwards, we'd be patronising them. Like Corla have gone back this year. Results aren't are, are not as good as they were last, uh, last year. In fairness, and uh, maybe motivation was high last year as well. It was the first year back on their own. But yeah, I don't think there's any point really going on too much with this game, Damien. It was over really as a contest early on. It was three five to no score after fifteen minutes, and that really there was no coming back from, from that. In fairness, Corla they did make a bit of a game of it as it went on. Um, but when usual, we'll be happy with a great spread of scores. Leo Campbell won one, Kieran Carfey won four, Ned Brunton won one, David Sheridan a goal, uh, Craig Mullen won two, to name some of them. On the Corla team, Brian Cassidy had nine points, uh, six frees, and Michael Dolan had one two. Sean McGovern got a point as well up in the full back time. Good, good win for for Nugent. They're up and running. Um, on then to Saturday afternoon, it was Arva. Or Saturday evening early in Kingsman Breffney Arva against uh Muncher Connacht. It was a match that sparked debate um on our WhatsApp group. Arva three goals in eighteen, Muncher Connacht two points. It was it was men against boys um sort of stuff. And I I will say talking with the Manugian supporters, they they're down so many recognizable names. Um you know the the, the Fidojos, Hendricks um, Tiernan Riley and his brother, whose name is Fionn Riley. Yeah, I, we actually on the on the aborted pod that never made it to to areas because <laughs> it didn't record. We we definitely actually went through all the players that were missing from when they drew it then in twenty twenty one. Um, and then obviously we're on a one Cavan and Ulster to when they they played this game and there was a lot like Danny Nolan as well. He's great stalwart for them for over the years. They were down a lot, of, a lot, a lot of bodies. Sean Nolan. Hey, Sean didn't. Sean was missing. It. Oh, sorry, yeah. Danny didn't play. Yeah, sorry, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was for for uh, for Arva very quickly. Um, just just dominant all over really. Um, and showed with that their bench could have a big impact. I thought Danny Ellis was excellent off the bench. Peter Morris, Stephen Ellis come in done well off the bench as well. So, um, Paul Cassidy got a point. I, 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 I'll throw a little bit of shape on or shade on on Paul Cassidy. Arva could have had another goal. All he had to do was give it to Colonel Shorten and and he'd have finished his fourth goal. Um, or well, what was his third goal at the time? He would have ended up with four goals. Um, but. Cassie decided to show a little bit of mercy and, and tap it over the bar instead of ruthlessly punishing Muncher Connacht. And then within two minutes, Kieran Brady could have very easily fisted the ball over the bar, but put Conal Shorten in instead. And, and it was a far less of a goal chance than than the previous one. But the ruthlessness in, in Kieran Brady came out and, and Conal Shorten was definitely happy to finish. And he finished with 3-3, some tally. Um, but I thought Kevin Boucher 
was very, very good for them as well. And in the middle of the field, Kieran Brady, Tristan, Noak Hoffman, um, absolutely in control. But you could say it pretty much across the board. I felt sorry for Endo Shea. Um, you know, he tried hard and then their first shot of the game, sorry, their first shot of the second half came two minutes into injury time with a free and, and he dropped it short and it's not like him. He's usually a very good free taker, but he dropped this one short and it kind of epitomized the the, the Muncher Connacht feeling that, oh God, nothing's going to go right for us here. And it was it, it was a tough watch, I have to say, but look, they can, uh, they can be fairly confident that they're not going to come up against a team too many teams as strong as Arva in this championship anyway. So, um, good win for Arva. Shannon Gales then taking on Kildallan. Bit of a West Cavan derby here. 12 points to Shannon Gales, 8 points to Kildallan. Is there is there green sheet shoots here for Kildallan? Yeah, well, the first half was the Ryan O'Neill show. Um, he, I think he had five from play maybe in the first half and Oshin Dolan was on him and no, no fault to Oshin. So just you know, you're talking about a really strong player at this level, or a monster player, really. Like, and yeah, he was he was very hard handled in the first half. Second half, I suppose Shanigales got on top around the middle. That just left it that the supply to O'Neill wasn't wasn't as good. And at the other end of the field, Keevan McGovern turned in a very good second half. He finished with four points. Uh, on the 40, Donald Flanagan, who generally plays midfield for Shanigales, but I think he's been centre forward now this year, certainly in this game. And his driving runs were big feature of the game he won a lot of frees he scored a couple of points um, Jason McLaughlin very solid at six as well so I think Kildallan set up defensively but as the game wore on like the, the class of Shannon Gales came through and, and probably a little bit of superior fitness as well um, but I think Kildallan would be happy enough in that they, they, you know, they kept it to a, to a respectable scoreline coming off the back of a tough league uh, they, they didn't want to be going in getting the trimming in the first game so they'll be happy enough at the same time Shanigales probably they know they're going to have to improve a good bit but there could be a good bit of improvement in Shanigales like there's some there's some really quality players in that Shanigales team yeah what what I like about looking looking at the match report was that so Shanigales have three county players Neville O'Donnell hits three points I know he's in goals but he, he seemed to come out and play an Ethan Rafferty sort of role um, from what I, I've heard of it. Jason McLaughlin scores a point at centre-back. Quevin McGovern, the third county player for Shannon Gale, scores four points. And then for Kildallan, Ryan O'Neill scores six points. Um, so it shows that the the, the, the county players are, are standing out there. And I still think there's there's not a huge amount of county seniors in this division um, in the junior championship. So Shannon Gales, if they get all together and playing well, you know, I still think they're they're they have the potential to be one of the top sides here, um. But everything kind of has to line up for them to be better than Knockbride and Arv. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, they're going to need to be the Knockbride or an Arv. Like they're going to need Keevan McGovern to score one ten, and, yeah. and those, those little things. Like, but 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 those things are possible. Definitely. But but it would you know it would need to be a performance for the ages. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, um, that's the review of the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship. We're going to get into the preview, Paul, um, before we announce our awards. Um, the championship gets underway again, round two on Friday evening in 
Mount Nugent. It's Mahara against Munter Connacht. Um, very, very local derby there. Adrian O'Hanlon is the referee. Give us your call. I'm, going to, I'm still going to have to say Munter Connacht, um, even though they're coming off the back of a of an all-time low in terms of a, be, of a beating there. I think that it was a perfect storm that saw that happen in last weekend. Um, this is a this is a much much more more winnable game for them. Like Maher were coming off the back of of a one sixteen to six points loss to Drum, and like if if Munster Connacht lost one sixteen to six against Drum, we'd be saying, "What the hell has happened, Munster Connacht?" Whereas with Maher, they've, they've taken a lot of heavy beatings over the years, and I I just think it's it's probably well was it the draw Munster Connacht wanted or didn't want. I'd say I'd say they probably would have wanted it. I'd say this would be a chance to get a win and get confidence back. But if they're to lose it, yeah, oh, if they lose it, it would be an awful result. It would be an all-time low for much Connacht. Uh, Mara have nothing to lose. I was just going to say that, like the, traditionally over the last decade and more, we we would have just said, yeah, much Connacht are going to win this game. That's it. It's done. But. The gap has closed between them. And I think it's Mahara have got better and much Connacht have come back. So this is no longer an absolute gimme. Um, and with all of the talk around that, you know, they may have amalgamated and, and, and come together to make one one team, you know, this game, this is a huge game. It becomes a huge, huge contest here. So Mahara will say, right, look, it's our opportunity now to, to go and show that we've made progress. I still think Munch O'Connor will win it just because of the, you know, it's been so long since Maher have won a game in a championship and that's a different ball game than league. But I, I, I think Maher will will make this uh, will make this a close game. I, I don't see it being one-sided. Um, I think it'll be a close enough game and, and but I, I, I'm giving Munch O'Connor the nod as well, would you? Um, okay, Drung against Kill. We've lots of local derbies here. Um, the the St Fimbers Derby here is in Boyle Park at seven thirty, um, Friday evening. What do you reckon here? Will 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 Kill come out of it? Yeah, I, I'm going to give Kill the nod. It's not a particularly confident vote. Um, and when we when we did this on the aborted pod, Eddie went for Drum and I went for Kill as well. Um, when they met in the in the last round of the league, I went for Kill and Drum won that one by a point. Uh, so it's not a particularly confident vote, but I'm going to go with Kill. I'm going to go with Drung. I, I think that opening round win is is a confidence builder. Um, just and even the scoreline, you know, one sixteen is good to score. Uh, compare that now, Kill have to flick on and go from three points to, you know, it's going to take fourteen, fifteen points to win this game. So it's it's a big switch. Um, I'm just going to go with Drung. I don't think there's much between the sides. You could toss a coin, but just to argue with you, I'll I'll go for Drung to oppose your kill. Um, Kilishandra against Drumley in Drumlane, uh, Milltown O'Connell Park. Um, it's, sorry, Friday evening, seven thirty. Both on the back. Sorry, Drumley on the back of an opening round draw. Kilishandra on the back of an opening round defeat. How will it go? I'll give you one more, Damien, because we're running out of time. I'll I'll say Drumley to win that. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, but again, not a gimme. I I think Drumley will have to curtail that forward line. Owen Brady, um, Sweeney, and and keep an eye on Thomas, uh, Riley to to get the win on this one. So, um, into Saturday afternoon, 
Then five o'clock in Killigarry, it's Arva against Mount Nugent. Good game this. Yeah. this. It's a better round of fixtures this weekend. That's a good. It's a good round of fixtures in the junior, and um, and they're all interesting. Even the the Mahar Um, even the Mahar yeah. Munchconnacht one is an interesting one. I'm going to go with Arva, but it'll tell us a lot more about Mount Nugent this one. I think it'll tell us a lot more about both and it'll tell us about the championship and everything. I'll go with Arva as well, but I, I, I do think that this is kind of that, that chasing pack after Arva. Can Manuja make it difficult on them? Um, and if they do, I, I think I'll be happy if they're within three or four points um, of Arva. I, I, I'd be I'd be delighted, to be honest, because um, I think it'll just make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, Knock bright against Red Hills in Coot Hill on Saturday evening at five o'clock. Um, tough draw for Red Hills like Red Hills have I think Red Hills haven't got out of the group in the last three years or so very um, unlucky last year though very unlucky last year unreal not, not to get through on fives I don't think, yeah, I think yeah. it happened before since the system came in in any grade but and they were unlucky with this draw again that's a tough draw it, it has to be an upright yeah an unknown form Um, it would take a big upset for um Red Hills to 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 beat Knockbride and I think Knockbride's exposure to Kill's defensive formation doesn't work in Red Hills' favour because they're they're going to do something similar now I don't know if they're inside the 35 but definitely a lot of them the vast majority of them are going to be inside the 45 Um, so we'll see how that works out Swan so Bar taking on Shannon Gales in Corla at 5 o'clock on Saturday Um, this will be one that Swan Bar will be Definitely determined to go and, and get, but will Shannon Gales have the edge over? They're stuck in West Cavan Derby's Shannon Gales. Yeah, it's tough one to call this. I'm gonna go with Shannon Gales, but uh we know that Swat are definitely putting in a big effort. Mm. I, I'm gonna go with Shannon Gales, but but that that's a hard game to call. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I'm I'm giving Shannon Gales the nod because of those county players. Um but we'll we'll just they'll they'll have to be on their game. Um, Corla on Sunday take on Kildallan two o'clock in Swanland Bar. Um, Ryan O'Neill to be the difference here. Yeah, based on the first round, Kildallan for me. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I think your point was 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 apt that Corla have gone back a bit from last year, and I think Kildallan have come on a bit. Um, looking at looking at that that game against Shannon Gales or the bits that we've heard about it. So I'm going to give Kildallan the nod um, as well on this one. So, um, okay, we'll see how that goes. We'll we'll be going through our review on next week's podcast here on We Are Cavan, either on the diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan or on the McAvoy Super Value um, GA podcast. Um, Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, Paul, into the Kiko Sports Team of the Week. Um, We had a lot of nominations for week one. Um, surprisingly high number of nominations. 
so we start off in goals. Um, Shea Rooney um, from Shercock, Gary Kelly from Red Hills, Nevin O'Donnell from Shannon Gales, and James Lynch from Knockbride are denominations. Um, who do we go for here? We went for Nevin O'Donnell. I mean, he played the Ethan Rafferty role. He was coming out, um, pinching kickouts. He he was carrying the ball up the field and he scored a few good frees and he was key in Shannon Gales' win. Yeah, he was indeed. He scored three points from goals. It, it's going to give you a good... Uh, Good, good footing and a good chance of making the Kiko Sports team of the week. So well done, Nevin. Um, we'll name out all of the backs and then we'll go through our, our full back line first. So the nominations for our defenders were Ben McGahan from Coot Hill, Andy McConnell, Butler's Bridge, Connor O'Reilly from Den, uh, Mark McGuire, Drumlane, Declan McEntee from Drung, Leo Campbell from Mount Nugent, um, Finnan O'Reilly from Beltorbet, Mark Gilson and from Coohullins, Aaron Briardy from Ballamick QQ and Dowie Coohullins, Caelan McCabe from Den, Stephen Shorten from Arva, Connor Mina from Drumgoon, and Shane Fitzpatrick from Beltorbet. So a lot of uh, nominations there. Did I say Finnan O'Reilly, Beltorbet, or did I say yes. another one? You said, oh, well, uh, you definitely said Finn on it, right? <laughs> okay, he's, he's been Torbert. Um, who do we go for in the full-back line? Full-back line, we went for Ben McGahan from Coothill Celtic, Conor O'Reilly from, from Den, and uh, Mark McGuire from Jumlain. Yeah, good good performances. Conor O'Reilly kind of coming back as a sweeper yeah. for Den, but but by all accounts, a really good game. Played the role so well and then countered really, really fast. Um, ben McGahan just so solid on the ball and, and doing a lot of clever things coming out with the ball, which is important when Coutillo scoring goals, they're obviously getting on the attack very, very fast. And I'm sure Ben McGahan is, is important for that. And then Mark Maguire um done a really good job on, on Peter McCabe um for for Drum Lane at the on Thursday in the opening round of the intermediate championship. So well deserved. In the half back line then we went for uh, Finn and O'Reilly from Bell Torbett at five at six we went for Kaelon McCabe from Den and at seven uh, close call here but we went for Stephen Shorten from Arva with a very very honourable mention for Connor Mina it was it was a close close call but we had to get an Arva man in there um, and maybe just a Drumcoon didn't win we didn't go with, with Connor Mina but three good good performances there I thought uh, Finn and O'Reilly done an excellent job on Evan Doughty um, in their game against Coo Hollands Kaelan McCabe, yeah, I'll let you say a word on him. Yeah, very, very strong, um, good in the air, very aggressive in the tackle, scored a great goal, scored a point. It just really, really drove then on. And then Stephen Shorten at centre half back for Arv, I thought was uh, was a physical presence there. It allowed Kieran Brady to go to the middle of the field and they didn't look any weaker at the back. I thought he had an excellent game. So um congratulations to the three lads. Um, okay, into the middle of the field, and the nominations were Tristan, Noak, Hoffman, Kieran, Brady, both from Arva, Cormac Brides from Red Hills, Killian Clark from Shercock, and James Smith from Ballamacue. Who do we go for? We went for Killian Clark and James Smith. Obviously, Killian, I, I felt he, he, he controlled the middle of the field. Both teams were going along on a lot of kickouts, and, and his fielding was, was fantastic. He gave some great ball, in, particularly to his cousin Sean. Um, and then James Smith. Worked hard throughout the game. Like uh, Ballymacu were losing for long spells of this game, but I thought when the game was there to be won, he stepped up. He got a late point, which was key. And then what I really loved was the body pulled down over the crossbar that that um that Dean Carroll took a took a free off the ground and it was, like it was it was a half an inch. I'd say there was nothing in it, and he just managed to pull it down. 
know, you could argue it was the winner of the game. So, uh, yeah, well done to those lads. Yeah, congratulations. Okay, nominations then for the Kiko Sports ha- Team of the Week half forward line. Um, we have, sorry, yeah, half forward line. Sorry, uh, Ryan O'Neill, uh, from Kildallan, Cavell Kyogen from Den, Lorcan Riley, Knock Bride, Donald Flanagan from Shannon Gales, Torek Farley from Kuholland, Mark Kieran and McHugh, Dean Carroll from Drum Goon, and Kieran Caffrey from Mount Nugent. Uh, who do we go for here? We went for Mark Kieran and Donald Flanagan and Ryan O'Neill. Now, Dean Carroll is unfortunate to miss out. Cavell Kyogen's unfortunate to miss out. Um, Cavell maybe could have could have been in the mix in the full forward line as well, but it's how always hard to make the forwards. Because a lot of lads scoring heavily and playing well in, cha- in championship. Um, Mark Kieran was super for for Bally McHugh. He's a fantastic player. I talked about him the last day, um, and he's a great leader as well. Donald Flanagan, similar stuff. Went to went to centre forward, and and really took the fight to Kildare. And then Ryan O'Neill, as I said, first half they just couldn't handle him. Um, second half maybe he didn't. He was still scoring his frees. Like and he ended up. I'm not sure exactly what his tally was, but he ended up scoring. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's, I like to look at a half forward line to be fair yep okay and then the nominations in the full forward line for the Kiko Sports team of the week for week one were uh, Conal Shorten from Arva Rory Curran from Swanland Bar Shane Sexton from Coot Hill Niall Clarkin Shercock and Henry from Beltorbit Jack Trainer from Corna Fane Sean Clark from Shercock uh, Michael Dolan from Corla Brian Cassidy from Corla Quivian O'Reilly from Butler's Bridge they're the nominations that were sent in um, the three we went for Paul Ware Conan Sheridan at 13 Shane Sexton at 14 and Enda Henry at 15 and we've talked with these lads at length I suppose all week so we're not going about it again but Shane Sexton had 2-3 in, in a fantastic performance for Goodhill Enda Henry talked about him at length he had a super game and really really battled hard for, for Bethorbel against the Collins and then Conan Sheridan with his 3-3 three, three, an absolute class forward yeah phenomenal yeah Phenomenal stuff there. Um, so the Kiko Sports team of the week for week one is Neville O'Donnell from Shannon Gales in goals, a full back line of Ben McGahan from Coot Hill, Connor O'Reilly from Den, and Mark Maguire from Drum Lane. In the half back line, we went for Finnan O'Reilly from Beltorbet at centre half back. It's Kaelon McCabe from Den, and wearing the number seven jersey on the Kiko Sports team of the week is Stephen Shorten from Arva. In the middle of the field, it's Killian Clark from Shercock, partnered by James Smith from Ballamacue. The half forward line is Number 10, Mark Kiernan from Ballamacue, Ryan, or sorry, Donald Flanagan from Shannon Gales at centre half forward, and Ryan O'Neill from the Kildallan Club at wing half forward, number 12. The full forward line for the Kiko Sports team of the week was Conal Shorten from Arva. At full forward, it was Shane Sexton from Coot Hill, and wearing number 15, completing the lineup, it's Enda Henry from Beltorbet. So, congratulations to all those guys. Getting on now to the DT1 menswear in Cavan, the superstore um, for all of your menswear um, in Cavan Town. Top scorer of the week. Um, the winner for this one is Paul, you can reveal. Colin Sheridan with 3 3. And not the first time he's he's won the top scorer, and probably won't be the last time either. And I think it's the second year in a row that he's won it in the first week. I think he he uh, he he scored extremely heavily against Drumlane in the first game last year as That's well. Right. Um, congratulations to Conal Shorten. Dean Carroll came close with two goals and five, but Conal Shorten will receive a fifty euro voucher for DT One Menswear Superstore in Cavan. So we'll be in contact again with you, Conal, um, on that one. 
Uh, final award we have then is the Cavan Crystal Hotel Player of the Week. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, we had four nominations that we broke this one down to. Shane Sexton from Coot Hill, absolutely outstanding up front for them. Enda Henry for Beltorbet. Killon McCabe from Den and then Killian Clark from Shercock. Four absolutely brilliant performances by the lads. Who do we go for though? We went for Killon McCabe, Damien. He had a fantastic game. Really, really showed everything you want to see in a player. Like he, he, he really wanted to win. He put his best foot forward. And I just, I really like the look of him in this game. I thought he had a fantastic game for Dan against Templeport, and he's a deserving winner. And I can see why he was the under 20 captain this year because he's, he's a really good bit of stuff. So well done to Caelan. Yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah, a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. So well done, Caelan. McCabe, I'll be in contact with you because you receive a 50 euro voucher for Cavan. Crystal Hotel um, so we'll be we'll be catching up with you during the week uh, folks that's about all we have time for here on We Are Cavan uh, the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast just to bring your attention to a couple of things um, that you uh, you can catch up with us on We Are Cavan over the next few days um, we have our live commentary which is brought to you by Romar Energy we're going to be covering Castle Rahan against Balanya on Friday night and Kings Court against Calvin Gales on Saturday evening and then on Sunday hopefully we'll be getting the um, game in Kingspan Brefney between uh, Castle Rahan and Balanya live com- com- commentary on all of those games we'll- are going to be brought to you by Romar Energy. So, folks, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Um, thanks a million to all our sponsors as well. And uh, best of luck at the weekend. All the action coming up in the Cavan Club Championships.